Welcome to the 101, your Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm Miguel Diaz. I'm Mitchell Bankowski. Bringing to you premium Dynasty content. So, get your favorite drink or snack and let's talk Dynasty. Welcome everyone to the fourth episode of the 101, your Dynasty Football content. Welcome Mitch to our fourth episode, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Back from vacation, ready to roll. Yeah, back from Florida. How was it? Yeah, it was a good trip. Uh, Florida is beautiful. Friday was the only day it rained, but it was a great week on the beach. Yeah, awesome, man. Great to have you back, man. Yeah. Post-draft, how are you feeling? Oh, dude, the draft was wild. That was that one was of the best wild. drafts we've had. That, that was the most exciting first round we've had in years, for that sure. That was indeed. So, not fantasy-wise, but actual yeah. just watching the draft is a blast. Yeah, it surprised me to see... Chris Olave going ahead of Jameson Williams and Traylon Burks, to be honest. Jameson Williams went ahead of uh, Olave. He went to the Lions at 12. He did, yeah. Yeah. But, Even Jahan Dotson went ahead of Burks. That's yeah, that, that's what I was – that was more confusing than anything. How about Kenny Pickett, first quarterback off the board? Yeah, you know, I was out on the QBs going into the, the draft, like not really into any of them, but I mm-hmm. unfortunately I landed Kenny Pickett in the yeah. league. Yeah, that's exactly. What I was talking to you right after the draft. Like, I hate, um, the, I hate this pick, um, but it's a great landing spot, and I'll be picking pick it um, in some opportunities. But don't love the pick. I don't think it was the best quarterback off the board, to be honest. Yeah, but I don't think any of these quarterbacks are are good. So. Yeah. All Can right. So just to expl- true, true, true. So just to explain everyone today, we're going to be doing a evaluation of the draft. Um, some some clear tiers of prospects uh, so you can prepare for your drafts. Um, some other guys that you should be maybe paying attention to, um, raising awareness that maybe they're over-drafted, uh, and some of the guys that are very undervalued that you can snatch on that third uh, round, right? Yeah, and I, I have some pretty distinct teardrops after a certain amount, uh, after certain picks. Like if I have... Anything after the 108, I, I was, I'm actively trying to move it. I'm yeah. not really trying to hold any of these late first-round picks. Um, I was pretty successful moving back in, in the drafts I've done so far. Um, people moving up, trying to grab Sky Moore, James Cook, some of these guys. But uh, I, I don't have faith. But I, th- yeah, I think we same. both agree the, the first tier, tier one, is one guy all alone. Yep, yep. It's got to be Brees Hall. Brees yeah. Hall, the man. I Brees actually Hall. traded up to get him. Yeah, I uh, I had the one on one in the league and grabbed it. Got Brees Hall, and then uh, I actually got Traylon Burks at one oh seven. Oh, that's funny because <laughs> I wow one oh seven wow one oh seven. I got him on the third though one oh three. No, yeah, that's a good spot. See, yeah, the 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 next three guys that I want in this draft are London Burks and Wilson. That's my tier two. Do you, do you have anybody else in that tier? Um, well, if, you know, if you want to argue, I would put Jahan Dotson maybe in the same tier. As those four? As those three? Yeah. Over, I like, over Williams like, and Walker and Olave? Over Walker, um, maybe. Depending on how, well, I don't know, eh, arguable, but Kenneth Walker is not the greatest, um, running back, you know. No, but Looking at landing spot, maybe. Um, is Carson Wentz throwing you the ball really, uh? A win, though. <laughs> well, Sam Howell's there now, so who knows? 
if Sam Howell gets to play, I'd be very surprised. Who I want him to start. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I think clear tier one to me would be Brees Hall, uh, the three receivers, so London, Burks, and Wilson. Um, maybe Jamison Williams, right? Jamison Williams, I have at the top of like tier three. I think he definitely is same talent caliber as the other three. Little concerned about the injury and a little concerned about going to Detroit because I don't mm-hmm. think Jared Goff is that great. But I think they're probably going to be bad enough where they get another pick pretty high next year. Right. But they they need to so they can get a Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud level QB. How about our guy that we talked about so much in this podcast already, Wandale Robinson going in the second round? Wandale going in the second round was one of the biggest surprises I've Dude, that was in a long time. That was crazy. I wasn't expecting that at all. Yeah, maybe the Giants are trying to trade Tony and they just want a Tony replacement. Mm-hmm. But who knows? But Wandale in New York, not the best landing spot, but his price is pretty treat- cheap. He got sniped from me in the in my main league. He went uh, out 303. I had the 304. And so I he, traded the 304, 305, 307, and the 308 for Jamal Williams, 311, and uh, 2023 second-round pick. So, on my league, he went on the 112. The, he went at first round? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Anyone a with a late first-round pick, I'm not taking – I love Wandale. I'm not wasting a first-round yeah, pick. Yeah, don't, don't do that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Don't, yeah. don't do that Yeah. Uh, but what will be tier two? Sky Moore, Christian Watson, maybe Jamison Williams. What would you say? So I have tier one, tier two kind of broken up. I have Brees Hall tier one by himself, then the three receivers in tier two. And then my tier three is Jamison Williams, Kenneth Walker, Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. Chris Olave, so, yes. I, I like that, by the way. First draft, first round draft capital. I think the top seven, if I can get one of those guys, I'm interested. Mm-hmm. And anything after that, I think it's more of a dart throw because then I have. Kenny Pickett, Sky Moore, David Bell, George Pickens. So now, and we talked about this before uh, we started recording, and I just want to, you know, um, talk about it. But why is not our guy um, James Cook in there? Tell us why. He wasn't that productive at Georgia. I understand he's Dalvin's little brother, but he's smaller, more of a pass catching back. He could be good. But if he's good, he's the outlier, and I don't bet on outliers as we hype up Wondell Robinson. But James Cook is going first round in most of these drafts. I, mm-hmm. I've seen him taken at 109 and 110 in the two drafts I've done so far. That is too rich for my blood. Like, if I'm taking a running back there, I need to make sure that he's starting. I still think Singletary carries a majority of that load, at least 60% of the workload in Buffalo. He caught a lot of passes too last season, by the way. Yeah, but, like, what's James Cook's upside year one J.D. McKissick level production? Yeah, yeah, probably something like that. Probably yeah. something like that. Um, the thing is, when we talk about Dynasty, we're talking about managing risk. And over the years, guys with his size, like James Cook's size, they didn't have much of a production in the league. And so if you want to succeed in, in, in Dynasty, I mean, we could be wrong and he could, you know, get a little bigger and just turn out to be a RB1, but it's a, it's a great risk that you have to run, especially in the first round. I mean, if you have to, if you want to draft in a, in a, a mid to, to late second round, I'm not going to criticize you. Oh yeah, but you have James to be Cook's aware. There at 205, I'm taking right. the shot. Right. Cook so just just be aware, he's not a first round pick in our opinion. 
Yeah. I could be wrong. I absolutely could be wrong. 100% absolutely. Could be wrong. But um, the stats show otherwise in the league, you know, in, yeah. in the last few years. So, And if I have a late first-round pick, my team's probably good enough to be almost competing. And I would rather have a Sky Moore or a George Pickens on my team that I think could contribute right away mm-hmm. to help me get over that hump, hopefully get to the championship. But yeah. James Cook could just sit on your roster and rot. Mm-hmm. I agree. So. But, yeah, I have James Cook as, like, a mid-second round pick. I have him down at 205. I honestly have him behind Rashad White. I'd rather mm-hmm. have Rashad White. I do, too. Over James yeah. Cook. I honestly, yeah. 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 But the, the one guy I think crept up on my draft board, I had him high originally, and then he ran the combine and dropped down to, like, an early second, mid-second round tier with David Bell. But – David Bell, you can get late first, and David Bell's a guy I don't really want to miss out on. Yeah, I agree. Because I think he has a lot of ceiling, especially, I hate Deshaun Watson, but Deshaun Watson is in Cleveland, and if he does get to play, that's huge for David Bell's draft stock. The thing is, like, the NFL's crazy and everything changes so fast. If we were talking about David Bell getting drafted to the Browns before the trade, that would be a horrible landing spot. Death sentence. Right, so now everything changes. They got Amari Cooper, right? Um, yep. Some of the guys walk. They bring in Deshaun Watson. It's a totally different environment. Uh, with with um, Miles Garrett being healthy, I, th- I think that's going to impact how much uh, the offense is going to be on the field as well. I feel, I feel like that's a great landing spot to David Bell. And even prior to the draft, he's always been a great uh, prospect. Yeah, who's so, better, David Bell or Donovan Peoples-Jones? Oh my gosh, David Bell by a mile. Yeah. Yeah. That's You're his right. competition. Mm-hmm. Targets here. Yeah. So I like so, David Bell. I'm going to take a shot on him. So, question to you and surprise to everyone Malik Willis falling to the third round and going to Tennessee. I'm out. How do you evaluate that? I'm out. If I have a late second round pick and Malik Willis is sitting there at like 208 through 212. I'll take him because I I probably like the ceiling of him more than like a John Mechie or like a Damian Pierce or like a Brian Robinson kind of guy. That's probably around that range or Mm -hmm. Samir White. And like the ceiling for him, I'll take. I'm not spending draft capital on him. Third round QB, not interested. That means the NFL wasn't interested. Every team passed on him multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I like the landing spot because I don't think Tannehill's going to be there for a long time, but they could easily just draft another quarterback and they're like, oh, we just burned a third round pick on a guy. Like, that's not safety. Look at Jalen Hurts. Everyone thought Jalen Hurts was going to get replaced and he was, he went early second. Mm-hmm. So what's different? I would much rather have Jalen Hurts than Lee Willis. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Still on the topic of being aware of guys that maybe it's over, they're, they're being overdrafted right now. I would include, and I'll let you comment on it, Romeo Dubs, Dubs from from Nevada going to um, the Packers. Overdrafted. I don't want. Overdrafted. Him. Yeah. Don't want him it, unless he's a like a UDFA or a fourth round pick in your league. Yeah, take a shot on Romeo Dubs, but I'm not making a roster spot for this guy. Mm-hmm. Yep. Agreed. In the same round, actually, um, switching to running backs now, we got three guys that went almost in the same um, uh, draft capital. So Damian Pierce going to the Texans, 
and then Zamir White to the Raiders and Isaiah Spiller to the Chargers. How do you evaluate those three? Damian Pierce definitely has the best landing spot in Houston because Rex Burkhead. And probably the worst um, prospect of the three. Yeah, I think I'm willing to roll the dice in the second round on Damian Pierce. He's gone pretty early second in most of my leagues, so I haven't had a chance to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, but Isaiah Spiller, I'm still in. He's 20 years old. I I don't understand the whole hoopla. Everyone's throwing about him running like a 4-6. I, that's why I thought he was going to run in the first place. He's not a burner. It's not who he is. He's good in between the tackles. Great pass catcher. Mm-hmm. I think if anything happens to Eckler, I think he's better than Larry Roundtree. I think he's better than Josh Kelly. And they've been looking for that big back to support Eckler as he's not getting the 95% workload. Yeah, I agree with you. And when you look at the Chargers um, running back room, I mean, what do you got? Joshua Kelly and uh, Roundtree? Roundtree? It's much better than those guys. Jackson. Um, yeah. No. If he's Eckler goes down, yeah. Isaiah Spillers is a starter, you know. And that brings me to the third guy, Zamir White, that in my opinion, out of these three, maybe could be drafted ahead of them. I mean, Zamir White is a great running back. And don't forget, Josh Jacobs, uh, the Raiders declined his fifth-year uh, contract decline, option. Yep, they declined the fifth-year option. My concern with Zamir White is his knees. We saw what happened to Todd Gurley. That's true. And he could be good, but if he gets another knee injury, like that's his third one. And I know he's a highly touted prospect out of high school, and he did decent at Georgia. But... That might be one of those guys that we talked about flipping, remember? Um, that might be, you know, for next year once he starts, maybe once he gets really valuable, you might want to look into selling him. Yeah, for sure. If you can get him at a good value and throw him on your taxi squad, if he ever goes off, I've, that's a guy I'm trying to trade. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now we get into some of the later rounds. And here I have a very interesting uh, guy that is going to, like, late uh, third rounds, and that's Khalil Shakir from Boise State. That might be a guy that you can be able to snatch on the latest, maybe fourth, depending on how deep uh, your league is. You know, I fall in love with these guys every single year, and it's just, it's not, I don't think it's worth going in on Khalil Shakir. Someone in my league was really in on Khalil Shakir. But what do you mean by really in, like how high? Uh, he got drafted at the three hundred three. I traded my three hundred three. So yeah, see that's that. so. I'm saying like you should maybe get him like late third, uh, you know, fourth round. Or yeah, if you know. if you can get him late third, I the guy wanted him bad enough to trade up, and he's not one of those guys I'm willing to trade up for. He's a guy that oh, cool, he fell to me here. But yeah, I I think it's the same issue I have with a lot of these receivers. He reminds me a lot of Tylen Wallace from last year, and. Look what Tylen Wallace did in Baltimore with nobody right. else to even on the field. Like he couldn't even get on the field. So mm-hmm. I think he's. I don't think he's better than anyone out there in Buffalo right now. I know he's on Buffalo, mm-hmm. but and the, the talent profile doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. He was never a great prospect, but he ended up in Buffalo, and everyone thought they would have have drafted a receiver in the earlier rounds, which he didn't. So the capital um, is not great, but the landing spot is maybe, you know, he's going to get great quarterback to play with. 
but it's not a great prospect. So he should be wasting yeah, a it, second or third rounds. My concern is, is he able to get on the field? Well, his competition is what Jamison Crowder. Um, yeah, I mean they got Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, and, and uh, Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Jamison Crowder. But you know, I don't know. He just seems like a guy that's going to sit there at wide receiver four, wide receiver five yeah. on that depth chart for a while, and just after his contract's up, just get cut. Yeah. But if you're, if if he's your guy, go for it. That I'm all about getting your guy in the third round, like we said on last episode. If mm-hmm. you're gonna, if you got a guy that you believe in, go get him, but get him everywhere. Because if he hits, mm-hmm. you want it on all your teams. True. True. So, but someone I think is is real a real sleeper, Jalen Tolbert, drafting mm-hmm. in Dallas. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty good landing spot, and I think he's got the talent. He got drafted in the third round. I, I'm taking a shot on Jalen Tolbert over uh, any of these guys in the third round. He went middle of the third round in one of my leagues. Um, but if he's if I had to pick between like him, Tyquan Thornton, and uh, Khalil Shakir, it, Tolbert's got a good landing spot. He he might actually be he able did. to pull something off because no, he did. We don't know if Gallup will be back right away, so it'll be Ceedee Lamb and who else? Well, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's um they they let um they Amari traded Amari Cooper, Cooper. they let uh, Cedric Wilson walk. walk. Yep. So now they got what Schultz, CD, and a Gallup. bunch of just random guys. Yeah, so he's gonna get a shot. Yeah, so that he was I'm taking a shot on him. It, yeah, in the last two years playing for South Alabama, um, he had consistent numbers uh, in his team. You know, great target share, a uh, very productive guy. He's very very tall, um, and playing on that offense, he could be used by more in a variety of different ways. So I, I feel like out of these uh, receivers, n- no one was expecting um, him to go that early. You know, we talked about the, uh, the Cowboys drafting um, Burks, right? We joked yep. about it. Uh, they ended up taking Tolbert. And just like you, I'm taking a shot on him. Yeah, for sure. And especially over guys like Romeo Dubes mm-hmm. and ah. – I'm going with a guy that can be on a high-powered offense. I mean, Romeo Dubes could, but that I think that Green Bay offense out of sight, Christian Watson, is going to be an absolute nightmare. Lazard will get to play a lot. You know, Cobb will be sucking up targets because he got lobbied by the quarterback to even be on the team. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, I think there's a lot of value to get in the third round. It's definitely going after your guy. Um, another guy I did want to bring up that I really like the landing spot of, Jelani Woods. Mm-hmm. In Indiana, in yep. Indianapolis, yep. Uh that's that's a pretty good spot for him to go. Matt Ryan, yep. You yep. know he's raw. Right. Jelani Woods is very raw, but he's, he's an absolute freak of nature. So, he has a chance to be tight at one. This is the guy I go for and hoard on all my rosters for tight yeah. ends because he's not going to do much. Someone will cut him at some point if he doesn't do anything this year. Mm-hmm. You just go put him on your taxi squad. Just yeah, do, just hold him. It, I did the same thing with Albert O, um, Cole Komet. You got to look for these big physical and, freaks that can just absolutely dominate if they do hit. And similarly, Trey McBride, I think that's a great landing spot in, in the Cardinals. He's going to play behind Zach um, Ertz. And I don't know if he's going to play behind Zach Ertz. I think him and Zach Ertz, because they lined Zach Ertz up yeah. a lot in the slot last year, kind of like right. Mike Maseki. Yeah. And I think 
Trey McBride's probably a better blocker than Ertz, and Ertz is getting mm-hmm. kind of old. So yeah. I think both of them are going to have a pretty decent role in this offense. I'm I'm kind of interested in both with Kyler. 6'4", 246. Yeah, and they traded up to get him, and especially mm-hmm. without DeAndre Hopkins for the first six games. Yep. Yep, no more um, Chase Edmonds. There was also some of the pass-catching options in that offense. Yeah, so, so. it's kind of wide open. Yeah. I think that brings us to like the main guys to to be you know be aware of overdrafted and underdrafted. But then we start talking about what could have been what could be on your league's draft some of the undrafted guys or really like in my my case late fourth or fifth rounds right. Yep. Um, and just to go over some of the guys, there's not a lot of options, but here's uh, one that I'm trying to get. In, every uh, draft that I can, either if it's, you know, if it's the end of the third and that's the end of the draft, I'm trying to get him on the uh, free agency. And that's Tyler Batty. Um, I picked him at the three eleven just cause I did not want to miss out on Tyler Batty. <laughs> I know I got you on the, on Tyler Batty's ring. You did. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Baltimore is the best landing spot, but uh, probably not. But then again, who is their running backs? You got J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards, both coming from injuries. Yeah, I think significant Swanson, injuries. Okay, at RB three, I think they're willing to roll with Tyler Batty's RB three. He's a good pass catcher, good pass blocker. I think he does a lot of good things that Dobbins and Gus don't do, um, or not not that they don't do, but they're not asked to do um, a lot. I think Dobbins is a good pass catcher. I think he's just used more in the run game. Um, yeah. But Tyler Batty could be a good spell option, and the upside is there. I I don't know why I like Tyler Batty as much as I do, but watch him play, and you, you'll love the way he runs. Yeah, and he in Missouri, he was a reception machine as a running back. 54 receptions his senior his <laughs> Yeah, senior his last, last like, season was wild. Wild. 54 wild. receptions at running back. That's over double the threshold I look for for guys to catch passes. I look for 20 mm-hmm. receptions usually. Yeah. 54, I'm in. Yeah. Um, actually, talking about running backs that went in the sixth round, Kevin Harris. Um, and here's my point. I don't, I don't like his landing spot. And that really hurt him. I mean, he was a second uh, running back in this draft going to the Patriots where they have already two guys, right, Damian Harris and Stevenson. So Same he's gonna thing be, happened with Elijah Mitchell last year. Second right yeah. back taken in the draft for his team. I, I know. And, and it, it it seems like the Patriots were lost in this draft, honestly. I don't know what the oh, heck they were, they were doing. Yeah. I they drafted a late round they got Zappy? lineman. They got Bailey Zappy. They got Bailey Zappy <sighs> for backup for Mac Jones. Mac Jones, I mean yeah. I think Bailey Zappy could Kevin step Harris. in and be diet Mac Jones though. If they needed yeah. him to as a backup, so I think they don't have to change the system too much, right, but, dude? So dude, here's forget the how good Kevin Harris was exactly before the injury. Here's my point: you shouldn't be drafting Kevin Harris. Please don't draft him. But if you finish your draft, guys, please and try to get Tyler Batty and Kevin Harris, and just stack those guys in the squad. Yep, Kevin Harris. I, I like. Just to, to hold on to um, another guy I wanted to point out that I like. I pointed about last episode, Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, this yeah. dude is lightning in a bottle. Mm-hmm. I 
he could totally be nothing. But he landed in Kansas City, who we know has the most dysfunctional backfield in the NFL. If he gets a shot, he could he, – I'm just saying, I'm, I'm stashing him on the taxi. I know. I am too. So you, we know we're not going to be able to get all of these guys, but they all have a chance to be um, what, a backup maybe. Uh, in, the, in the case of uh, Tyler Batty, I think he's got the, the greatest opportunity of those guys. He's a better prospect than the two. But Pacheco has a, a great landing spot, right? Yep. And you, stranger things have happened. Yeah. And especially hold him through preseason. If he gets cut, just let him go. But And never... on the same tier, Keontae Ingram. Keontae um, Ingram. Yeah. He's, he's warming – I'm warming up to Ingram here. So – Yeah, yeah. He's, he will be like the latest running back that we talked about like in um, free agency. So right after Batty, Kevin Harris, uh, Pacheco. So yeah, he's but, warming up. You know, he's warming up in in my heart here. I, I'm a big Eno Benjamin guy, but Eno Benjamin was the seventh round draft pick. So this dude could easily just take yeah, his job. Yeah, I think he's gonna be you know, honestly. Yeah, but I'll, James I'll hold Conner, him on my roster and just hold James Conner is not the most healthy guy in the world. We know that yeah. he was, you know, dragged down and and Steelers. So he was when, in and out last last week uh, last season. When Chase Edmonds went down. And it was just um, Connor's backfield. Mm-hmm. He had between a seventy-eight and a ninety-three percent yeah. usage rate. Yeah, like it. I don't care who you're. Look at CMC. That wears you down. And like you said, Connor's not the healthiest guy. You give him ninety percent of the touches in that offense. I I cannot see him lasting seventeen games. Right. So that holding the backup out there is probably a good spot to be handcuffing and. I think as we talk about these late round rookie picks, we're just looking for guys that have an opportunity to maybe get on the field. Yeah. And to get on the field, as we learned last year, availability sometimes is better than, than ability. Right. Right. So getting these guys that have that realistic upside, be like mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin Harris probably doesn't have a realistic upside to get on the field this year, but we both like Kevin Harris. And if he goes and balls out in camp, Bill Belichick, I don't think cares where he drafts people. Right, he's playing the best people on the field. Right. So, yeah, if he can show that he's good to go, Kevin Harris is a steal of the draft because he is though. If if he stayed healthy, he would have easily been a second round draft pick. Yeah, easily. The talent's there. Yeah. The talent is absolutely there. The back scares me. Yeah, the back scares me too. It, the talent is there, and the the one other guy I want to bring up. Yeah, like we were talking about it last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Justin Ross. Don't Kansas. draft him. Don't but, draft Justin Ross. But stack but him on free agency if you if can. If you can get him in free agency, someone in your league is probably going to overdraft Justin Ross because he's signing with Kansas City. But we were all convinced this man was going to be a first-round yeah. pick when he was a freshman. Yeah. We were all convinced. Oh, this guy just put up 1,000 yards as a freshman? This dude's going to be a beast. Injuries and injuries just derailed this man's career. So if he ultimate comeback story, huge ceiling. Also, yeah. could be completely irrelevant the entire time he's in the NFL. I don't think he's going to have a, a very long career as a receiver. But here's the thing. If you can get him on free agency, you have the opportunity to get a guy that could be a wide receiver three in the Chiefs. And you're going to be able to sell him for a lot higher than what he is right Flip now. Flip him. Yeah. Absolutely. He's, he's for free. Just get him for free. I mean, you can get something better you know, in, in two years from now. But absolutely free, like you talked about. Yeah. Um, and you so. bring up a good point. 
like we're looking for guys to flip like third round we're not trying mm -hmm. to build our teams around our third round draft picks yeah we're trying to gain assets on these third round and free agent draft picks yeah. so if we can get somebody even if you can trade them for a second round pick you just you just turn nothing into something exactly and you can compound that over time just the the iron bank is my mentality with dynasty the entire time if someone wants to move up and they're willing to give me more to move into the move up a little bit and move me into next year, I'm in. I traded my 201 for a 23 second and uh, the 303. Yeah. I'll take it. Yep. Because I'm not sold on any of these guys enough to like them, and I, I like the 23 class and get yeah. an extra pick. So it's all about continuing to compound that, and these guys are the perfect people to buy low and sell high. Everyone's always, oh, buy low, buy low, sell high. Take one of these guys. I did it with Elijah Mitchell. I love Elijah Mitchell, mm -hmm. but I got him in the third round in all my leagues. I don't own him in basically anywhere anymore. Yep. I've been getting nope. first round picks, Chase Edmonds plus of picks. Like I'm turning him into other assets that are going to give me the same value. Yeah. But also give me more than what I paid. Don't hesitate to sell your guys that you already got a, a bunch of value. Yeah. And we in. talked about what we want to build our teams around. I, I love Elijah Mitchell. He's not a guy I'm willing to build my team around. Exactly. He's not the DeAndre Swift, the T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, like these cornerstone assets that you want. Those are the guys you're building around, and you're finding guys like Elijah Mitchell that can support those guys. Mm -hmm. But if you can turn Elijah Mitchell into two Elijah Mitchells, you just got to wait a year. I'm taking it. Exactly. So. So to finish um, our fourth episode, uh, talking about the, the draft, some of the landing spots, to me, um, I was very disappointed for this guy. I was hoping – well, there's two sides here, and I'm talking about Justin Fields. I feel like Valleys Jones is not the answer. Uh, that was very disappointing. If I was very high in Justin Fields. I feel like he's a great quarter, young quarterback. He could develop to be a great quarterback. But Go, he, bar, go he, by he Darnell Mooney. Right. Any other, yeah, so that's the other side. So, Darna Mooney and uh, Cole Komet, if you can get him, go get him. Justin Fields, he's kind of like on his own right now. Um, and he might not have the greatest year, he might have to have some help coming in the next draft, maybe from some trades. Who knows? But again, my point is, I was very disappointed to see how the, the, the Bears drafted, you know, they completely yeah. disregarded the Fields, and that just sucks because I was. I was really, uh, uh, really high on this draft for, for Fields. So same, but I think the Bears might be trying to emulate some type of Baltimore Ravens type offense because mm -hmm. Justin Fields is not Lamar Jackson, but Justin Fields runs a four four. Yeah, and this dude is electric. Like, get the ball in his hands and let him run. That's where he's going to do the best. I think if they build like an RPO offense around him and have Komet as Diet Mark Andrews and Darnell Mooney as Hollywood. Mm -hmm. They can they can survive. You can have a productive quarterback in that running offense because he's going to get 80 yards and a touchdown a game. Like if he can get Lamar Jackson level rushing usage, that that's the scary upside for Justin Fields because we know he's got the deep ball and we know Darnell Mooney can fly. So yeah. If he can hit a couple deep balls and Darnell Mooney's got better hands than Hollywood, imagine how many how better Lamar would have been if Hollywood wouldn't have dropped all those super long touchdowns. Right. Right. Like, I think that's the ceiling for Justin Fields. I don't see him as a guy who's going to sit back there and throw the ball 
50 times a game. I think he could evolve into that, but I think if the Bears want to be successful this year, they have to try to emulate the Ravens because mm-hmm. they don't have the weapons on the outside to beat these guys. But yeah. they got two big bruiser backs with Montgomery and Herbert. Let them roll. Yeah. But yeah, go buy Darnell Mooney ASAP. I don't want yeah. Phyllis, Phyllis Jones. Or, I, he's 24. Yeah. Well, the good, well, I guess the good news for Fields is they drafted three offensive tackles. So the, they, they're showing signs of trying to protect him. I mean, last year was horrible. Yeah. Like he got last sacked year, like uh, – That offensive line was not great. Justin Fields is not uh, 100% faultless. He, he had a lot of rookie mistakes. But, mistake, I mean, yeah. It, you put him on a team with a coach that looks like he's trying to sabotage the team. Mm-hmm. I think Matt Nagy – Matt Nagy definitely had a really bad year um, as a coach. I think he just kind of lost the team. But at least it was not as bad as Urban Meyer, because that man was actively trying to sabotage the entire franchise the entire year. Yeah. So, I think honestly, Vilas Jones, if you have a roster spot, I would wait until he actually does something in the NFL. I don't know if anyone's willing to hold him on their team, but if he does something like week one and two, I might be interested in picking him up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, interesting draft, indeed. Yeah. Got any? Got any final thoughts? I got one more guy. Yeah, go ahead. Um, Alec Pearson, Indy, in Indy. Oh yeah. Good spot. I mm-hmm. take him early second round. Alec Pierce is a lock all day. I'm taking him. I'm not taking him over guys like George Pickens at the Pittsburgh, but Alec Pierce, Indy. I like it. It's uh, yeah, good spot. And they don't. They have a depleted wide receiver core outside of Michael Pittman, and you know Matt Ryan. He, he's Matt Ryan can make the uh, Olamade Zacchaeus. I can never get his name right. <laughs> look good for a yeah. couple games. So yeah. we'll see. I think he's got some upside, and he's a he's big. They got two he's huge big. receivers out there. He's big. So and Jelani Woods sprinting down the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. So th- those were the guys I'm targeting, and obviously you can't get all these guys on your team. That's yeah, the entire team of rookies here, but. Just if you're in the opportunity to have a chance to take one of those guys in, in wherever you're drafting in the league, I know most of us play in multiple leagues. So that, those are guys I want exposure to. Everyone else kind of out. Mm-hmm. Yep. That brings us to the end of the episode. So uh, any final thoughts before we end, Mitch? Nope, just uh, see if you can hit on a third-round pick in all your leagues and then trade them off and get uh, first-round picks for 2023. Yep, yep, you're right. And for those for those of you guys that drafted before the draft, uh, we talked about him, Wandale Robinson, and I was surprised to see him go that high. And that kind of like a bummer because he was always like the, oh, the under-the-radar guy, you know, nobody's looking at him, like go ahead and get him. And he gets like second-round capital. Well, there he goes, you know. But – Still a great prospect, and surprised to see him go that high. That was like the, the surprise of the draft, in my opinion. If Wandale Robinson becomes a thing, I will buy a Wandale Robinson jersey. Like, yeah. that's how much of a fan I am of Wandale. <laughs> yeah. I want this guy to be successful. You got to have the, the numbers like the one-on-one, you know? Yep. yep. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. I'm... Wandale, I'm trying to get him off the guy who drafted me in my big money league, and he refuses to move him. So, kind of sad <laughs> about that, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I feel like people in my league are listening to my podcast because they draft him on a one twelve. So, Damn. anyway, that, that's crazy. Anyway, that was a crazy draft. So that was that was it. That was the fourth episode, just talking about some of the prospects. Thanks everyone for listening, and we're gonna see you on the next episode.